Hi guys, welcome back to this podcast. And before I jump into this week's topic, I would like to just do like a very quick follow up and sharing about last week's. So, if you still remember last week, I was talking about、um, posting on IG. So, I was reflecting whether or not I should keep on posting content. And more deeply to reflect on my relationship with social media. And the reason why I would like to do a follow up is that I've recently listened to a podcast called Not Overthinking, and they talked about、um, this concept of status seeking, which I think is quite relevant to my、um, last episode. And Um, essentially, one of them talked about how they would also feel kind of deterred or、um, hesitant when it comes to posting something on their Instagram. And first of all, I'm really glad that I'm not the only one feeling like this. And second of all,、um, he kind of introduced some questions to help us, to help me think about. Or t- to approach this kind of mindset. And the first question he asked is What would people feel when they see your photo? And to approach this question, essentially, he asked us to try to put ourselves in others' shoes and to imagine their feelings or to imagine how you feel when you see your own photo. As, like, a, a third person. Yeah, so he mentioned、um, basically like two kinds of emotions. So, firstly, people would probably feel happy or jealous, like a positive kind of jealous. Like, they would be really happy for you if you're in like a really nice country or you get some really good food. Yeah, in general, it's just.、Um, Being happy to see this kind of content or to learn about、um, some kind of new、um, places or restaurants, something like that. And another kind of feeling is kind of a neutral one, and which would be、um, most of them actually. So he mentioned that、um, some other people might probably feel、um, indifferent. Like, not in a negative way, but more like they don't really care about what you've posted. Like, if that piece of content d o n t really provide any、um, positive value to them, they're not going to feel really strongly against it. So, they're not going to be really angry or they're not going to hate you for this one piece of、um, information that you post. And actually, I think this. Really, kind of give me a lot of relief because I don't really think that、um, there is such a thing as a neutral feeling. So, usually, when I think about it, I would kind of think about it as if people don't really have a positive feeling about my post, it would be really negative. Like, I put it in like a such a bipolar. 
categorization. So that's a new way to think about this, and probably would change my um, perspective on this subject. Yeah, and another thing um, they mentioned was about a thing called status-seeking experiment. So essentially, status-seeking is talking about uh, a scenario where people, what people um, do, is just trying to make or just trying to improve their status. So, for example, when you're trying to um, post a selfie, you're trying to um, get followers and make sure you um, climb on the leather and become the most followed person on Instagram, something like that. Or when you're trying to buy a handbag, you're trying to buy like a luxurious brand so you can show that you're rich when you use this handbag when you go out, something like that. And what he talks of, what they talk about was that um, if you're trying to find out whether or not you're status seeking, you can do so by um, asking yourself this question, whether you would be still doing what you're doing if there's only you in this whole planet. So what he means is like when no one's going to see what you do or no one's going to um, judge you or you, what you do has would not have any effect on others, would you still be doing that thing? So for example, if you would, whether you would still buy the same handbag when no one would be able to see it. Um, and I think this is really helpful because it helps us, it helps our mind to detach the status-seeking value of that behavior or object. And for example, when you're trying to buy a backpack, um, you can think about whether you're buying it for its function, or for its aesthetic, or for its brand. And um, what he means here is not that you cannot buy it for its brand, but you have to think about whether buying this brand makes you happy, or makes you happy because of the fact that others would be jealous of you. And this is really important because it helps you understand the motivation or the driving force behind your consumption or your um, your behaviors and to understand what is the source of happiness of that particular action. And if we are more mindful of these um, mindsets, we would be able to be more um, more aware of what makes us fundamentally happy. Anyways, enough about last week's episode. So, this week, I'm here to talk about note-taking and journaling, and more specifically on the aspect of handwritten versus digital. So, recently, I've been really obsessed with 
um, note taking and journaling since I want to be more organized and creative at the same time. And I've encountered the struggle of whether I should use um, handwritten notes or I should get like a, an app for it. And I guess most of you really have this, um, most of us really have this kind of struggle when we first entered uni because um, during high school we're so used to using our paper, everything with paper and pen. Whereas in university we get the choice of using the laptop. And so um, you see that many people transit from using a paper notebook to um, Microsoft Word. And that, that kind of transition is kind of kind of um, difficult to adapt. And I think the same situation applies to my note-taking slash journaling um, experience. So before I directly jumped into the analysis of handwriting or um, typing, I'll just do like a quick definition of um, the note-taking and journaling I'm talking about here so that we like get a consensus on it. And by note-taking, I don't really mean about studying. Like, I don't really mean that kind of note-taking where we do on lectures or we do it during class. But what I mean here is um, the situation when I have like a to-do list or some random ideas just pop into my head and I want to jot it down or about something or a book I read um, recently and I have some takeaway and I want to write them down. That's the kind of note-taking I'm talking about. And for journaling, I don't mean um, a very comprehensive like with photos and like a description kind of journaling, like not kind of like a travel journal kind of thing, but more like a maybe diary or just um, some um, personal growth kind of journaling. Or even when I try to prepare for the podcast, I'm trying to also express some of my um, thoughts and opinions. And this, this kind of journaling is what I'm going for. Yeah, so now that we have set the common ground, we'll just jump into like an analysis that I have. So perhaps we can start with um, handwriting. And I'll start with the benefits of handwriting. So first, I think it's a really good um, break from electronic gadgets. And because if we're writing down things, we don't really have to engage in engage in any um, computer or our our phone stuff like that. But we're just we we'll just sit down, have all the have all the gadgets turned off, and we'll just focus on our notebook. And that's really helpful because oftentimes when we're trying to use our phone to um, record things. For example, we're trying to use the reminder in our app 
like our use our reminder app will just get sidetracked sometimes for example when you're trying to type something on your app and a message pop up and you would like instinctively just click on the message and you would reply to that message instead of trying to jot them down yeah and that's like a really good focusing effect for um, note-taking or for journaling and I think another really good thing about handwriting is that it's a very creative medium because when you've got pens, you've got um, color pencils, you've got paper, or even stickers or washi tape that you can just decorate your um, notebook or your agenda um, however you want and that's it makes you really happy when you see that it's very beautiful and it also gives you that kind of motivation to continue on this note-taking or journaling um, um, habit. Well, although you can also argue that some apps do allow you to be creative, for example, there are a lot of apps that allows users to just enter photos, to change their background, stuff like that, or change the fonts so you can still be creative about it and yeah so that's kind of depends on how you define creativity yeah and um, another thing is that I think writing it down help actually has its own benefits by writing things down you kind of have this muscle memory and also you're very cognitively engaged in what you write so you will actually help us um, to remember things better so if you try to write down what you have to do for um, the day you will be able to remember it or just reinforce this um, this uh, memory or this uh, motivation to help you um, to drive you work harder or to make sure you stay focused on these tasks but um, another thing is you can definitely argue that these days we don't really need to really remember things because since we have our mobile phones with us all the time you can just open the app and look at your to-do list and decide which task you want to do or in case you don't remember even you jot it down on your computer you can just when you're when you're outside buying groceries you can just open the same app that's synced and you can just check out whatever you need or what you have to do yeah so it depends as well whether or not you really need that um, cognitive engagement and lastly I think um, Writing things down really has this nice soothing effect. It's almost like mindfulness. And what I mean is that when you write things down, and I'm not sure if that applies to you, but for me, when I um, write things down, I'm able to really kind of like um, be more 
be more creative about my fonts or to decide how I want to write things. And I just feel really happy to write things because um, especially when we are so, so, so rely on computers, it's very easy to just forget how it feels like to write. And um, part of me, I really enjoyed it because during high school, I think like writing beautiful fonts is like one of the joy I derived from studying. So I really enjoyed the process of um, writing. And however, there are kind of like a downside of it, which is that I think um, if you're really obsessed with um, the aesthetic like me, and by that I don't mean like the color color coding or like uh, stickers or decorations kind of kind of um, aesthetic, but more like the words itself. So if I'm if you're just like me, who is really obsessed with getting like a really beautiful word and um, try not to write anything wrong. And if you really get something wrong on your paper, you have to erase it or you have to use like a correction pen. That really sucks. Like I really feel um, defeated when I have to do that. So that's the kind of thing you have to think about if you really want to have like a nice um, handwritten journal. Um, that's pretty much it for handwritten notes and so let's move on to the digital one. And for the benefits of digital notes, I would say it's definitely the functions. So it's, you know, there are like thousands of journaling and note-taking apps nowadays that, ha that provides you with different kinds of functions whether it's reminder or calendar invites, it's just so convenient. And it also helps you to get things done. So for example, you want an extra motivation or an extra reminder for you to complete an assignment. You can just set a reminder um, a few days in advance so that you can get started on that pro particular project. Um, however, unfortunately, I don't really use these um, functions, so I don't really consider a, like a major plus for me. So, an but another thing that's really um, works for me is that the structure and organization really helps me to find the information I need. Because having these notes allows me to be more organized instead of writing on every single page of uh, the book you get to categorize it um, on your app and put it into different folders and so I don't really have to search for the information page by page and I also don't have to look at all the scribbles yeah so that makes it more makes information more accessible to me. However, I guess you can also argue that it takes 
a lot more time to do all these um, um, categorizing and to open your app or to try to sort everything folder by folder. And it also takes some more time to learn all the buttons and all the setup. But I'm sure if you get the time and determination to um, really learn everything thoroughly, it would really help when you're um, journaling later. And last but not least, I'm trying to share some of my tips. And since I've just started switching to a digital app for um, this kind of note-taking and so I can't really um, offer any advice or um, tips on how to choose or how to use a digital app. However, I've been um, actually using a notebook for it so I perhaps can share a bit of my experience and at first I actually really encountered the problem of unable to sort things out because I what I really tried to achieve was that I tried to get like a really um, really tiny book that would be more um, not portable because I don't really bring it out but more like don't really take up space so I want to put it near my like on my desk um, all the time so that I can write something down whenever I need and so having a limited pages and having limited um, size of the paper I have to aim for like a really really effective um, categorization so what I'm doing was that I tried to first of all color code the things so for, for example I tried to use a red pen for things that I tried to remember or takeaways that I've got from reading a book something like that so um, that would allows me to understand when I'm trying to find um, some quotes or when I'm trying to find certain information from this article or book I can look for um, words in red and for example for things like to-do list I try to put it in uh, blue so when I whenever I put something on my to-do list I would write it down in blue and for more large chunk of content for example um, just I don't know maybe sometimes when I have a lecture and I don't really feel like um, putting everything on my paper I just put it on my notebook in black uh, which allows me to identify these contents are for example those that I've uh, written down when I was having my class something like that and other than color coding what I also do is that I try to avoid having two colors on the same page so that it's less distracting so whenever I have to write a to-do list I would just open a new page and write it down so or sometimes when I have to add something onto my to-do list I would just go back on the few pages and continue on the list so that the relevant content can be on the same page and it would look less messy 
Um, so this week I'm trying to give like a more informative but less personal content. It's more researching and understanding about this topic rather than me just sharing my thoughts and experience. And I think there are both bright sides and downsides about this because I guess part of me wants to keep sharing my own thoughts and what I feel but at the same time I still want to be able to learn from this um, podcast habits and also to um, just share the essential takeaway after I've um, researched about it so that both of us can um, get more familiar with the topic and perhaps have some useful tips that can be applied to our daily lives. Yeah, so that's pretty much it and thank you for listening. See you next time.